After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this after the NBA tread deadline has come and gone. The Sacramento Kings needed some sort of move, right? They needed a jolt with what just transpired last night and kind of the inconsistency this year. We all had questions, what were they going to do? Well, they didn't do much today. Just before noon struck, they did make a deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, acquiring Robin Lopez in cash. And they plan on waiving Robin Lopez. That's it. That's the move. The Sacramento Kings are bringing back the same roster at this point. There could be some possibilities on the buyout market. But right now, what we know, the Kings don't do much of anything at the deadline. We'll talk about that and much more. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Mo, I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed. I I said to you in the weeks leading up, that I didn't need some big swing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I needed something more impactful than Kessler Edwards. That didn't happen. No. And so now you're looking at the last two trade deadlines. The Kings have made a couple of moves, and it's consisted of last deadline, Kessler Edwards, mm-hmm. and this deadline, getting Robin Lopez in cash to waive him. I, I think you are not giving cash enough credit here because when you get richer... Everything's just easier in life. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I think as soon as noon hit on NBA trade deadline day, I felt a few different emotions. I was like, okay, 
this team is still good, whatever. But the thing that irks me the most is looking at what other teams did around the league. And it was all these teams, some teams with second rounders and being able to trade away their second rounders to help their depth, to make those tweaks. For example, and I know we'll go over all the trades, but this is just the one that I'm going to connect to Sacramento. And that would be like Royce O'Neal, for example. And he comes to the Suns in a three-team deal from the Nets. They also got David Roddy from Memphis and they gave up some second round picks and some expiring contracts. That's it. And it just, I, I just go, well, why, why couldn't the Kings be in one of these situations where they're getting something done with some of their second rounders or whatever it may be? So I look at that and I go, okay, that's disappointing not to be able to get that. Another name that we had hoped and or saw linked maybe to the Kings within the month um, or Kings fans were happy about would be PJ Washington. He ended up going to the Mavs. Now the Mavs had to give up a lot, not only with Grant Williams and uh, some some of their future round picks, but they had to give up a lot to get PJ Washington. I was like, I'm glad that the Kings were in a situation where they are trying to have to spend too much to get some of these guys. And then I look around the league at some of these other names like Dorian Finney-Smith that was linked to the Kings. Um, Tory Craig, Craig, Kayla Martin. I think a lot of these teams around the league were that were selling were asking far too much for some of these teams like a team for a team from a team like the Sacramento Kings. But either way, Deuce, I stand here right now and I go even if that was the case, it's just frustrating that that was all that was tweaked especially when this team doesn't this Kings team doesn't seem as good as last season and they're more inconsistent this season and they felt like they need a different type of jolt just a little change to benefit them going forward and at this point the West is better and that so the West is better you're the same roster but less consistent you just lost at home to the Pistons and you still have the same flaws that we see all the time Look, they just had a 5-2 and two road trip that was pretty successful, but then you come Loved home it. and lose to the Pistons. We've seen too much inconsistency with this group, and I think we can all be honest and go, you know what, this team is probably a first-round exit if they get in. And, and now, you know, with Dallas adding not only P.J. Washington mm-hmm. today, but they also made a trade for Daniel Gafford oh, yes. from the Wizards to add some depth. They traded Rashawn Holmes in that deal in a first-round pick. So... Dallas looks like on paper, they got better today. They did. Right? And and they're trying to make the playoffs. They're coming for you. The Phoenix Suns, I think, are better than the Kings, and they got better today. Mm -hmm. They were savvy enough to understand, like, hey, we have a window here with KD and Beal. We got to keep going all in. We signed all these minimum guys in the offseason to fill out the roster after landing Beal. We took chances. It didn't work. All right, what, what's our pivot here? All right, we'll take some of those expirings and second rounders. Who cares? We're trying to win now. We'll pay some luxury tax. Let's add Royce O'Neal and David Roddy to the mix. It's a good move for the Phoenix Suns. So those are just two teams, and the rest of the teams in the West are just good. I so, mean, But even you didn't. It, you could even mention this, too, with OKC. They made a few moves today, and they got Gordon Hayward. And I'm not acting like, oh, that's going to be the biggest change for them because you don't even know if he's going to be available at times, right? We always question his yeah. health, um, especially with him. But he adds that veteran presence, and he's an upgrade from someone like Bertans, who they did end up trading away for Gordon Hayward. So these tweaks, though, these tweaks, whether they seem 
like they are going to actually move the needle for some of these teams or not. I do see the importance in them. And that's why when I look at the Kings and I don't see any of those type of moves being made, that's where I get a little frustrated. Yeah, I mean, they needed to do something to put themselves in a better position just to play more consistent. They needed some more size and length. They needed, we, we know their shortcomings, and I think it was perfectly displayed last night, right? Mm -hmm. They have trouble at times defending the pick and roll. They aren't good at contesting threes. Oh, no, no, no. They aren't really good at stopping dribble penetration on the perimeter. These are all things that are going to put you in a very challenging spot to win games in the NBA. And if they're going to take a little bit of a step, they needed to make even a subtle tweak. They didn't get it done. And I I, I, I am beyond disappointed about well, that. Well, and what I will say is this too, because I feel like most people and us a little bit at last year's trade deadline, when none, none of the moves were made except Kessler Edwards, you had some lengths right. and defense, um, cash, whatever you got in that situation. Everyone was like, what are they doing? I think I believed in continuity in what they had a little bit more at that time because it was still fresh. They were still trying to figure each other out and have that internal growth and see what they could continue with that group. And you did see success. You saw them get to a playoff series against the Golden State Warriors that not only did they gain that experience, they brought it to seven games where they showed, okay, we can be a good team and we can be a good postseason team. Now, this year... I still believe because they ran it back and they have a lot of those same pieces and made a few tweaks here and there in the offseason that there can still be a lot of that going forward, especially in the second half of a season. Are you seeing this team grow together a little bit more and kind of have some better games together? We saw that on the road trip. We absolutely did. But when you're coming off a game against the Pistons that you lose in that fashion – whether you want to call it prisoner of the moment or not, it is what it is. And we've seen that happen a few times against some of the shittiest teams in this league. And that's where I just jump back and I get like a little scared that nothing was done. Yeah. I mean, you, know. you should be. And even if you don't think that one subtle move was going to dramatically shift things for the Kings this season, it could still add in a, a player that kind of changes the dynamics a little bit, right? What you're trying to accomplish and so you're going to have some nights where this Kings team is locked in. They're going to knock down shots and they'll play adequate enough defense. They have flashes depending on the matchup where, hey, they're playing some good defense and they can win a game. But they're going to have nights like we've seen repeatedly to a shorthanded Portland team on the road, to last night against the Pistons, to that home game against the Hornets. We're like, man, I, can they can they stop anybody? And that's what's frustrating is like, I think we all see that this team has some serious weaknesses and none of them were addressed. Now, could they make an impact on the buyout market? There are some buyout candidates now available. Mm -hmm. The Spurs acquired Marcus Morris today in a trade with the Pacers where they sent Doug McDermott to Indiana. Good trade for the Pacers. Absolutely. After moving on from Buddy Heald. But Marcus Morris is going to be weighed by the Spurs. Okay, intriguing guy. Daniel House got traded from the Sixers to the Pistons. The Kings have been interested in House before. Could he be a player that the Kings can add? Okay, uh, that that maybe. But here's the problem, those names. A lot of teams want them. 
Contenders want them. Contenders. So that's where, you know, you're going to have competition. We always talk about the buyout market. It's like, yeah, but you watch a lot of these buyouts. It's, 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 They're going to want to play with LeBron. They're going to want to play yeah. with Steph. They're going to want to play, you know, like yeah. that's where some of these teams with those top tier caliber players, star players, LeBron James, Steph Curry, these players go, well, if I could add and win my ring with them, why wouldn't I do that? You know, why, even, even if it is on a cheaper deal, um, is this the situation I want to be in? No, you're exactly right. And that's going to be frustrating too going forward. And you just hope sometimes there's some people who look at a system and go, wow, I actually could see myself a, a future here and being part of this system because this is fun basketball and this team is actually winning right now. If you were just to look at the Western conference standings and look at the Kings in that seventh spot today and not doing anything at the trade deadline. Yeah. Optics aren't good. Not at all. Uh, we should also mention, you know, with that trade that the Kings acquire Robin Lopez plan to waive him. Uh, someone tweeted Robin Lopez said, thanks for all the memories with the Kings. Kings legend, once a king, always a king. Uh, Robin Lopez responded, I just hope it's enough to get my number in the rafters. I hope I left a legacy there. I want him here now. I wish he was here. <laughs> what a great dude. Funny dude. Oh, my goodness. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's tough to explain. And, you know, it, you just get to a point where you're like, how, how can how do you not get something done? That's what I'm left with today is like, was it that challenging to get a deal done and now this is it and now you're hoping that all right final 32 games this team knows they're together let's go yeah but like the the offseason let's be honest about it mm -hmm. the offseason wasn't good for sacramento sasha has not panned out doesn't I'm I still think he can help this team and hopefully he gets some more minutes. But I think the expectation was he was going to be able to be a nice contributor for this team, a good reserve that brought something. I mean, you recruited him hard. You trade for Chris Duarte, took a chance on him, a couple of second rounders to get Duarte. You thought, all right, he's with Sabonis, change the scenery. He brings some toughness, can be a good defender. He knocks down some threes. He could help us. Non-factor. Second rounders, those are the type of moves, though, that you sure. you were looking to to try and see if you can see some success Swing and there. miss. Yep. Then you make a couple of signings. You sign Nerlens Noel and Amias Keita to non-guaranteed deals. Then McGee, JaVale McGee becomes available. Once he becomes available, you hop on that. Mm -hmm. You let those guys, Noel and Keita, walk. Keita goes to Boston on a two-way deal. And Noel is still out there as a free agent. But McGee has been beyond inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So we're, 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 we're going here. So the offseason moves have not panned out for the Sacramento Kings. And now this is, this is the group. And I, I still feel like there are just so many questions about them. The starting five can still be very productive. Sure. They're one of the more efficient lineups in the league. But, you know, if you had hopes of getting out of the first round this year, I just don't see it. And that's okay it's but, totally okay, especially in this stacked Western Conference in a team. This would be their second year together trying to accomplish that, trying to get out of the second round of playoffs. But right now, where you're at and where all these teams are in this Western Conference, you're trying to stay up there so you're not screwing with the play-in. I mean, you do not want to screw with the play-in, especially with some of these teams, especially because we've seen how the Sacramento Kings can play so inconsistent. There's nights where they're playing out there and it's like, oh yeah, they could be any team in uh one and done 
but there's other nights where they're losing to a six-win piston squad and they're shooting lights out against them. Uh, and I think the other point to the offseason is, look, as a GM, you're going to miss. Things aren't going to work out maybe as you plan. But it's how you pivot. The Suns. That's a good point. Look at the pivot. They pivot. Right? They, they signed Chemeze Metsu on the minimum. Going, uh, you know what? We saw what he did in Sacramento. He could probably help us. Okay, that's not enough. All right. Um, Keith Bates G up. Uh, can he help us? Kid Bates G up. Can he help us? Uh, okay, we tried it. Uh, not as impactful as we thought. They made a pivot. They took expiring deals, second round picks, and went and got something that they think can help them now in a veteran in Royce O'Neal and then taking a chance on some size with David Roddy. Like, that's a great pivot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Dallas Mavericks, look, they signed Grant Williams in free yeah. agency. On draft night, they traded for Rashawn Holmes. In their heads, I think they believe that Rashawn Holmes, with a change of scenery, getting out of Sacramento, could have helped them and be a kind of a nice in-between, uh, nice backup to Derek Lively coming in as a rookie. Did not pan out. Grant Williams did not pan out the way they thought he would. He had a big game against the Kings, of course. They so. asked him to do too much. Sure. They put him in a different role. But yes. what did Dallas do? They pivot. They pivot. And that, you know, they turned that in and they had to give up a, a first round pick top two protected in 2027 to get PJ Washington. But PJ Washington should fit well with them. He could score. He's got good size, good length. Then you need a good backup that could protect the rim. Well, Daniel Gafford is that. And they got him today. So you make moves sometimes in the offseason that don't work out. It's about, how. all right, what's that next move? So the Kings made these moves in the offseason that did not pan out. There was no pivot made. And so now you've got teams behind you that look like they've improved. On top of that, the teams ahead of you are, it's it's, it's daunting. So this is where the Kings are at. And I, so I, my, my big takeaway after today is, yeah, I'm disappointed that they could not get anything done it just seems impossible that you couldn't get anything here and here's what what i think i mean obviously because i think if we could be in all of these rooms and have a little camera it'd be so fun to see sure and sometimes i'm curious if the kings were going after bigger names like a dorian finney smith bigger you know whatever tier you want to put that in dorian finney smith status and they were asking too much, right? And it was too expensive. And so they're so focused on that as the trade deadline is going on and then a deal's not getting done and all these other little pieces are are getting done, or tweaks are getting done around you with other teams in the Western Conference that you've been focusing on this deal, trying to make it happen, thinking that you were going to get it done when really you couldn't even get that done. And how many times are we talking about just something not getting done where I'll say this too, because I said that one time to whether it was Mark Stein or whoever else. And they're like, well, if you look at this front office and Monty and Wes, and uh, since their time being there, they've made, you know, it was like over 15 trades or moves or whatever it may be. So they've been aggressive and they're always talking about how they're aggressive on the phones, but it's just, it's, it's just making it happen though. How do you make it happen? And I get, you don't want to get screwed over. You don't want to make a move out of fear, but how can you just make that that tweak happen so this team can just pivot in a different direction, right? Pivot toward a different type of success, especially when you're not seeing some of these other moves pan out from the offseason. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy! 
wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I've also maintained that the big swing that they could probably take is next offseason. The first round pick that they owe Atlanta should convey. Mm. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Once that conveys, that gives you the flexibility to trade your future picks and be aggressive. And you've got some manageable salaries. That's the good news for Sacramento is like their contracts situation, their cap is not a mess. They have their picks. Mm -hmm. They can do something in the offseason. It seems like every year there are multiple star players who become available. Can the Kings get in the mix? Now, with that said, OKC has more picks than anybody. The Utah Jazz got another first-round pick today. They've got a ton of picks. There's going to be competition. So that's the whole challenging part of this. And so, yeah, big picture-wise, the Kings' big swing was probably going to happen this coming offseason. But I, I'm just really surprised they were not able to get something you, else done today. Do you think you're, they needed some juice? They needed something. That's different. it. Is that why you're more disappointed? Because even last season, last season, what my fear was at trade deadline when nothing was really done, it was other teams in the Western Conference getting better. What the Lakers were doing, I was worried about. What all these other teams, I was just like, oh, I'm worried about them getting better and the Kings are finally there and now these teams are going to take a leap over them. That didn't end up happening. Hell yeah, glad everything panned out that way. Tweaks were made in this offseason like you talked about and they're not panning out and now you're seeing the other teams in the Western Conference with their 
moves not panning out. They are all pivoting. Kings did not pivot at this trade deadline. Do you think there's still a chance that like, even if they don't have that juice that that they can find that juice within internally and like make a different type of push in this second half of the season, even though it's like game 51 coming up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, they played better on that road trip. It's just, they played uh, really well. That's fine. But the last two games, they have not. No. One was to an elite team in the East. Yep. And one was to a dog shit yeah. team in the East. So, yeah, yeah. Like, the I, dog shit this team. This is not- what this team has been. And look, expectations change as everyone's perspective. This year was never going to feel as good as last year because last year was a surprise. It was fun. Kings had the number one offense. And even though if they had warts, you didn't care because it was like, well, we're here. We're in the dance. Where this year felt like... True. Can you take a step? Can mm. you be better? We're we're bringing this group back with mm-hmm. the idea that continuity is going to help the defense be, improve and that the offense will click more and the offense won't even be an issue. We'll still be a top five offense. The offense has dipped and mm-hmm. everyone else's offense has gone up, Ooh. up, 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 up. Yes. You know, the Kings set the mark for the best offensive rating in NBA history. That gets blown apart every year. The year before that was Dallas. Then it was Sacramento. This year it's Indiana, Milwaukee. All these teams have surpassed Sacramento's record-setting offense of last year. So you bring that back, higher expectations. And on top of that, you know, let's be fair. Mike Brown was talking about like, hey, we have championship expectations. Okay. Well, they don't have a championship team. Mm -hmm. I didn't have those expectations. I never did. My thought is, could you get to the second round this year? That would be a good goal. It's hard to even see that right now. Yeah. So you bet on continuity. You bet on another year together. It'd be better. Sure. It could still work out. And to your point, maybe that magic's able to come back. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're looking at today from, all right, I'm trying to talk myself into this shit because they didn't make a deal and they got cash considerations. You're probably thinking, okay, everyone now knows they're safe. This is the team going forward. Right. We get the all-star break. We're feeling good, rested. Everyone's healthy. Hopefully, Keegan can really take a jump. Hopefully, um, they can get more consistency. Sasha's back and healthy. He can find a legit role in the rotation. And things could click again just like old times. Do you think the Pascal stuff that was going on with, especially with the names being involved in Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and Davion Mitchell. Do you think that's going to screw with them and their mentalities going forward? You know how that can, like, screw with the spark, the joy? Uh, and I get, it's the business, and you're like, hey, get that out of your mind. I totally get that. But do you think that's going to be something going forward? Or do you think that's something that they can, like, bottle up, shut it up, and, like, let's effing go? I, I, I think, as an NBA player, you... It, it's probably distracting to see your name and rumors and all that stuff, but now it's over and you go play. That's yeah. what you can okay. do. You can cool. control. You have 32 games to go mm-hmm. and it's a fragile point, right? Like you've got a tough schedule coming up here after this Pistons game, right? You've got Denver on Friday. You go on the road to OKC. You've got Phoenix and Denver before the break. You played Denver three times this month. This month is really challenging. And then you have a ton of home games in March. So, you you hope that last night is the low point that you come out of and you Ooh. wake up. But the problem I have is like I feel like there's been too many of those low points. Where I'm like, all right, come out, and wake up, and hey, that's it's the time. That th- this is this has to be the time if you're going to make a move. You you 
don't really want to be a playing team. I just a one game playing is just scary, especially and in this conference. Look, you, everyone's gonna bring up, hey, look at what Miami did last year. They lost their first playing game. They won the next, and they ended up going to the NBA Finals. Sure. They've had their that's, culture, though, yeah, yeah. for that's, years. That's Stop. unlikely. That's Miami. I feel like they always kind of coast in the regular season. Yeah, maybe this Kings team can somehow turn it on in the next 32 games and be red hot. Last year after the deadline, they turned it on. And I was critical last year where I'm like, God, I feel like they needed a move and they didn't get one and everyone got better. I mean, remember last deadline? We're like, the Clippers got Norm Powell. Oh, yeah, yeah. KD went to the Suns. Kyrie went to the Mavs. Uh-huh. The Lakers oh. got better. We're going, oh my God, the Kings are just going to fall. And what are they going to be in a play in? Well, the Kings ended up staying and being the number three seed. Yeah. So that was good. They played better basketball. Those other teams, whether it, the chemistry didn't work with some of those new moves or there were injuries, it just didn't click the same. And they were able to play some great basketball down the stretch and hang on and be the number three seed. Okay, I mean, I, I feel like that's, um, you're hoping a little bit for that's, that to happen yeah. again. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's disappointing. You know, I, I just, when you, especially if you take on a playoff, in a playoff series, it's like, all right, you mentioned this earlier. You have to play the Clippers. If you get into the first round, you play the Clippers. Shit. Oh, yeah. You don't major, have the, major you don't have the horses. Right? And on like, top of that, I mean, you look down the line, too, and you go, what are some of these other teams going to get in the buyout market? I mean, we talked about that in the beginning of this podcast, the Lakers, yep. the Warriors. Like, and what if you're facing them? And then they've also improved with some pieces in the buyout market, and their guys are healthy. It's, yeah, it, it could, it, this season feels like it could go two directions. It doesn't feel like it's going to be, um, really in the middle where people are like, yeah, that's okay. It's going to either be, that was disappointing or like, okay, it's, glad we got there again. Glad we got that experience again, still out in the first round of playoffs, but you know, like they, they got better as a team together. Or they, their defense kept improving throughout the year. You know, now I have to look at, can they do those things internally with the squad that they have right now? I mean, we've seen this team get better throughout this season, especially like we just mentioned on that road trip. It's just those dips, those lows against some of the shittiest teams in the league are just really hard on everybody. It's not just like Kings fans and their morale. You can feel it around the team and everything when that happens. There's been weird games and they've struggled closing out teams too. It seems like how many times we talk about the Kings having a lead down the stretch and falling apart. The Milwaukee game, the Phoenix game when they're up 20 with eight to play of uh, the Dallas game that they hung on, on and won, but they should have wrapped that up. Chicago, they're up 30 in the third quarter. It gets whittled down the three. They had to hang on, claw, and fight to win that game. And then even last night against the Pistons, you're down 15 in the third. You rally back, take the lead going into the fourth quarter, and then you get dominated down the stretch. It just seems like this is kind of who they are as a team this year. And to bank on them like figuring it out like they did last year seems to me like wishful thinking like okay yeah i mean it's could it happen sure but i i don't know how you can predict that at this point that the west mm. is rolling denver looks pretty damn good the clippers after starting zero and five with harden they're like 31 and nine since then yep insane okc that's a pretty talented team. I don't know if they're totally ready yet, but they're pretty good. And I think Hayward helps them a little bit. Minnesota, they've fallen a little bit here, but they're tough. The Suns, like, dude, this is 
This is going to be a challenge. It was going to be a challenge no matter what, but now this is it. This is your team. You're rolling with it. What's it going to look like? Man. What a day. <sighs> um, just a couple of notes Bobby Marks puts out there because this is something to follow with the buyout market. So the following it. teams are ineligible to sign a player waived and had a uh, pre-existing salary of $12.4 million plus. Golden State, Clippers, Boston, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Denver, Miami. So if any uh, contract of a player who is making over that gets waived, those teams cannot sign them because of the luxury tax, the apron mm-hmm. situation. Okay. Something to look at. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe the Kings can do something on the buyout market. That we'll see. would be nice. Um, but now they got to figure out a Denver team coming up on Friday. So, overall, disappointed. I some, Overall, for me, I feel fine. But I also... when what? How do you feel fine? Um, how do you feel fine? Because last year, I was... I what I felt like I was a little emotional yeah. about them not making any moves. And then it was like bit me in the ass, you know, like the entire year ended up being magical. I'm not trying to just uh lean on hope and like, oh, can that happen again? No, but what I will say is because we saw that internal growth and leap last year, I'm I'm more just seeing if this team could kind of have that again, not end up being the three spot in the Western conference, but truly being in that top six. Can you be a playoff team? I don't feel very confident in it right now, but I didn't feel confident in it last year either. So like what, you know, where, where am I supposed to really be with my emotions and how I feel um, about them not making any moves today? I guess I'm going to do the whole sit on the fence, wait and see if this really was one of those things that didn't help them make the playoffs. Or we're talking about them being in a playing game because they were one of the only teams that didn't make a tweak in the Western Conference. And if we get there, then I can look back at this time and be like, oh, yeah, actually changed my mind. Disappointed. Yeah, it's just, for me, hard to figure out how you, you couldn't close. And... We heard it. You talked to Mark Stein last night on the pregame show. Sam Amick, too, is reported like, hey, the Kings are aggressive. They're one of the more aggressive teams. I heard that in recent weeks from people outside Sacramento. Like, Kings are really aggressive out there. I, I just hate even hearing those reports now for me. I mean, it. it I, I brought this up on our, our stream we did. It, it's kind of like what San, the San Francisco Giants have been doing over the years where it's, hey, man. Dude, they're in on Aaron Judge, man. They're they're going aggressive. Dude, aggressive on Otani. And then they end up not only not with Otani or Aaron Judge, but like nothing. Where you go, nothing. oh, here's some journeyman that like was injured last year who may be able to help if stays healthy. It's taking a swing at this one. It, it's just not a, a sexy move at all. <laughs> and that's how I kind of feel right now is like, Look, I wasn't saying you need to go out and get a Kuzma or some major deal, but when you see these other teams that are around you, go after guys that truly could have helped you. Like Royce O'Neal could have helped the Kings, you know? P.J. Washington. Second round picks, too. Could have helped the Kings in some regard. expensive. Yeah, I mean, they probably wouldn't have been able to, they wouldn't have thrown a 2027 first no like the Mavs did top two protected but my point is just those players specifically right so 
this is it. And now you got to roll with it. And you hope there's internal growth. There's internal improvement and the chemistry clicks. And this team gets some of the magic they had last year. We just haven't seen it on a consistent basis. Tradeless deadline. New song drops. Go ahead. A lyric drops right now. It's a tradeless deadline for the Sacramento Kings and they didn't trade nobody today. They got Robin Lopez. They got Robin Lopez, but not Brooke Lopez. And they're waving Robin. And they're waving Robin and they got some money. Cash considerations. I really, I think before we end, we got to just take some time and appreciate that cash considerations is back. It's back, back with the Kings. Uh, Been a part of the Kings multiple times over the years since like 07, 08. You can't go wrong with cash. A vet, you know. um, Truly. You know what cash can do. Always. They make you richer in so many different ways. Consistent. Yep. Consistent. You know what it's going to bring. And so, you know, Friday when the Nuggets come to town and, you know, Scott Moog maybe introduces him coming off the bench. Cash considerations. Give some love. And now, from... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, checking in in his 22nd stint with the Sacramento Kings. Please give a warm Golden Wand Center welcome to Cash Considerations. Cash comes out. Everyone does the money. But then Cash Considerations, whenever they get on the court... They're dropping dimes. I mean, they are truly making sure to get everyone involved, making everyone better at all times on the floor. (sighs) Not pennies, dropping dimes. We laugh so we don't cry. Hey, let us know in the comments below. How are you feeling? Can the Kings turn it on? Are you one of the people that says they can get some magic going and turn this on internally? What do you think they should do on the buyout market? Can they be players there? And how are you feeling about them really doing nothing at the deadline? Let us know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version of this, you could also hit us up on social media at Deuce Mason, at Momo Reagan, or comment on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. We'll have more coverage of the Kings trade deadline later on throughout the week ahead. There's a lot to break down. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.